0: Welcome back to the Foxworthy Podcast. I hope that everybody is doing fantastic. This is episode 56. We are back to talk about a little more Survivor. Post-merge episode 2, I guess I would say. And we're back here again with uh, my friend. He has no idea there's a secret advantage right below him. It's Ty. Oh,
1: I really <laughs> hope I'm not quite as oblivious as Michaela was this uh, episode, <laughs> but... There's some times where I feel like it so,
0: and then we have a returning guest actually, our our first official friend of the pod I would say, from season 33 of Survivor, Millennials vs Gen X. It's Sunday Burquest. Hey guys, Woo. woohoo! How Glad are to are you, be Sunday? back.
2: I'm really good. How are you guys?
0: We well, are fantastic. This has been a really interesting season. What are your thoughts on the whole thing so far?
2: A. Hey. I'm glad I played the season I played. (laughs) B, it's a little um, testier than than our season was. And C, I just, I love every week because there's a new surprise. I'm actually enjoying it more than I thought I would.
0: We actually, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago how when we discussed your season, there was sort of this palpable sense of everyone seemed to be friends underneath it all. But this time, it really seems like people are just angry with each other or just hungry. I don't know what it is.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of them, you know, if they haven't won yet, and this is their second, third time at it, I can imagine the the grit, the determination, whatever you want to call it, to just get to the end of the game and to win it. So I would imagine you'd feel like the stakes are a little bit higher.
0: Yeah, just a little more on edge, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... We're going to run through our normal segments here. We just have a uh, smarter, more experienced person to help us with it this time. But real quick, we'll run through the fantasy update. I know it's been a couple of weeks since Jordan and Levi have even been with us, but our season is as tight as ever, which I think I, I like to pat myself on the back every single week if possible. Our <laughs> scoring system is brilliant. Ties in first, 83, Levi 75, me and Jordan both 70. So we're all within 13 points, and... I think everybody has. I'm sorry. Ty has two left. Jordan has two left. And I have three left. And Levi has three left. So there's only 10 left. We're getting down to it here. And we are now 12 for 40 on the year (laughs) with picks. So
1: (laughs) we're going to roll, Ty. No, we dropped big time. We go from one third down to less than. I'm not going to do math. I was going to say quarter, but I don't think that's right. less than a quarter but i think That's 10. So, <laughs> no i can't overthink. so yeah let's get into
0: the fun part here that we got our power rankings this week i actually was looking through the cast and i feel like it just from what we've seen it seems like there's a lot of really strong people left and uh-huh. i'm interested to hear what you guys have i think we should let sunday start us off who's your number one player right now
1: sarah
0: ty do you have sarah number one
1: also I do not have Sarah number one.
0: Okay, well, oh! I do.
1: I know. I still. I like to think outside the box, which oftentimes gets me in trouble and I sound like a moron, but I'm okay with that. Someone's <laughs> got to be wrong. Do you have um, Sarah in
0: your top five? Because I do want to talk about Sarah for a minute.
1: Okay, legitimately this time, I felt top five, like naming half of the castaways <laughs> isn't really fair anymore, so I just went top three, and I know sometimes... I did that because I couldn't think, but now it's like legitimately I <laughs> don't might think half the time. have to move the to top
0: three now that there's less and less people left. But you know, what can you do?
1: No, so my number one personally, I have Sierra, but
0: okay. Do you wait? Do there's... you have Sarah in there somewhere?
1: No.
2: What? Hmm. Interesting. I know.
0: Hmm. I don't. Here, Sunday, explain why you have her number one because I don't want to cut in on this. I, I also have her number one though.
2: Um, I have her number one because I. I don't feel like they've overly played and showed her. I feel like she came in decidedly playing differently than she did the last time she played. I feel like she's way very aware of her surroundings and the people that she's with and not with. I feel like she's continually bridging gaps with people that seem to be on the outs. And she's really observant. And I think she's determined to play for herself, whether that means, you know, like she keeps saying, I'm going to play like a criminal. I think, I Hmm. think for her, for normal people, she might not be playing like a criminal. She's just really playing. But I think for her, because of the world she comes from, she's really giving it an effort to do everything possible to scratch and claw her way to the top. And I just, I don't feel like she wasn't really predominantly shown pre-merge and, um, You know, I feel like they're trying to kind of mess with us a little bit. But they show us enough that she is strategically playing. That's what I think.
0: And people talk about this all the time, but when it comes down to it, Survivor is about timing, right? And she was in a position where Mm -hmm. she either had to make a move or somebody from that power lines had to make a move and she would have been I guess even further entrenched on the bottom of it. So it seemed like she made a move when she had to. And it's funny you talk about her playing like a criminal because i was noticing this morning looking through some of debbie's interviews apparently sarah this is definitely something they did not show which makes me think even more that she's gonna go pretty far because they i don't know that they want to make it tough for people to root for her but apparently this is according to debbie i know debbie has a bit of a tendency to maybe exaggerate and or lie but (laughs) she said that Sarah swore on her son's life and told her I'd kill my son before I would backstab you. I'm swearing on my child's life, swearing on my little boy's life, I would slit my son's throat. Now
2: Honestly. <laughs> is someone gonna say that? There's really? no way. <laughs> no, that's even taking it a step further than Tony, who she couldn't stand.
0: Yeah. No way. That's
2: I don't believe that.
0: That's what she and said. She's and she's a
2: cop. What cops? I mean I realize she's trying to give a different persona, but even at that what cop is going to talk about slitting their kid's throat?
0: Yes, no. uh, that's what Debbie was a saying mom, in her interviews. I thought a it was worth a cop. pointing out.
2: No. <laughs> no, I don't buy it. Not for a second.
0: So who's your number in two? what?
2: My number two is Brad.
0: So we've been going back and forth with Brad and Sierra all season here. They've pretty much been in control. I have uh, Sarah two and Brad four on my list. I'm, I'm curious, what, what puts Brad ahead of Sierra for you?
2: I think Sierra is a little bit more cocky and out with her position. What she feels like is her position in the tribe. And I feel like it's going to get her in trouble. I feel like Brad is sitting back just a little bit more and not trying not to take credit for things on purpose. And, um, I think when you put yourself out there, I, I just think when the edit shows her saying there's a new sheriff in town, there's a reason. And that makes me very nervous.
0: Who's That's, your uh, number three? Just go three, four, five.
2: Tie, number three. Um, then I have, I left my notes downstairs, but then I had Aubrey. And last, I had Siri. I had a tie between Sari and Troisanne. I honestly don't think anyone's going to let Sari get to the very end, but I couldn't decide between the two of them in the number five slot.
0: So why uh, Aubrey?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again, because they're not... They're not overly showing her play, but what they do show of her, I mean, other than being on the wrong side of the votes at one time, I think they showed her, you know, bucking Debbie and, you know, that whole scene, which was awesome.
0: I <laughs> that think was she's really, really
2: funny. It was just awesome. I think she's really smart. And right now she's positioned herself, you know, in the, in the other alliance that, you know, Sarah just joined. So I think that's good for her.
0: And we'll get back to Ty uh, in a little bit, I think. I want to talk more about him. But So you have Sarah, Brad, Ty, Aubrey, and Sari, one through five? Yeah. Ty, take us through yours here.
1: All right, so quick top three. I had number one, Sierra. Number two in this, again, is probably not a popular pick, but I got Zeke because Zeke just seems to have some way of finding an in when it doesn't look like there's a way that he's going to stick around and it doesn't look like there's a way he's going to survive. Um, and even, what was it, scenes for the next episode, it had Troyzan, Zeke, and Brad talking mm-hmm. like, oh, well, they're going to maybe start a new alliance. I don't know. I buy into the hype of the scenes for the next episode. I feel like Zeke just has a way. I, like, he just plays the game so well, and I can't, I can't quite put my thumb on it, but he never seems like he's completely on the bottom or completely without... Some sort of friend in the game that wants to keep him around. Um, so he's number two. And at number three, I have Brad. Because I think Brad's been kind of a steady uh, rock through the season. I mean, pre-merge, you got to see a lot of him, including Debbie, melt down on him and him handle that well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I think he's just playing a smart game. Not saying too much to get him in trouble, because I think that's happened before. Um, kind of playing up the emotional side (laughs) where he keeps talking about his wife and, well, I'm playing for her. Um, It it just seems like he's setting up as being, like, the nice guy who can then say, like, well, I've been on top and made these moves and strategized with Sierra, so he's got to be my uh, number three.
0: I remember we found it funny the, the week that it seemed like he sort of opened up to his tribe a little bit and just said, you know, man, guys, I didn't realize how hard this was. And I really (laughs) feel for Monica and blah, blah, blah. And then Sari and Aubrey both came up to him after and were like, wow, Brad, thank you so much for opening up. Like it was edited a little weirdly, but I'm curious how many conversations like that happen when you're out there as far as just like, oh, my God, you guys, no one else at home is going to understand what this is like.
2: Well, for us being the first time players, I didn't realize until I got home just how much no one would understand what it was like. So that scene, I felt like he, it started with Aubrey talking about how no one can understand what this is like unless you do it. Right. I thought that was the Mm -hmm. beginning of the conversation. Brad took it the direction of Monica, which I loved, but I was more focused on what Aubrey was saying. And I actually was crying because it was so great for my husband and my kids to see that and to see, oh, I'm not the only crazy person. Like, we're all crazy after being on the show. And it is really, really difficult to explain what it's like to somebody else if they haven't done it.
1: Have you seen... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, so did you see, like, a tangible change in, like, your mindset interacting with people, or, like, what, how did that sort of manifest when you got back?
2: I don't think it was necessarily interacting with people. I just think when you first get back, you're so, like, your brain is so consumed with the game that it's really hard to focus on other things of your life, and I think your family can tell that you're distracted mentally, like, a lot, and it's, you know, I went through periods of like really, really down uh, just because of how, you know, my edit was, but then going back up to like, oh my gosh, but I got to do this and hardly anybody gets to do this. And I'm a mom that made it 35 days when technically I could have been voted out the first time. Cause I'm not some big challenge person. So it's like this up and down of, wow, I got to do this. I'm so proud of myself to, oh my gosh, I suck. And everyone else thinks I suck, you know, and it's uh It's an up and down thing. And it's just hard for your, you know, they're sick of hearing my stories. They're tired of hearing about it. They're tired of me saying, oh, Randy Bailey tweeted this and he made fun of my voice today. And they're like, who's Randy (laughs) Bailey? You know, and it's like, we've been watching all these years, but they're not engrossed in it. It's like once you play and then you're listening to all the podcasts and you're reading the comment boards, it's like you just get, you can lose sight of like your regular life easily. And so it was an adjustment period for, for sure for me.
0: I'll get through the power rankings in a second here, but how mm-hmm. much does it actually change the way you view the show now, now that you're watching a completely different set of people on it?
2: You know, I'm pro- I'm just probably not as naive as I was. I tend to be like when they did all my psychological testing. One of my my number two trait is that I'm trustworthy, but also that I'm trusting. So I tend to believe take people at face value. So if they're saying, oh production doesn't have anything to do with or they would never lead a question. I am like, right. Production would never do that. (laughs) Right. But now I've played the game and I'm not saying they're lead. I'm just saying there's questions, you know, when they're asking you for your confessionals, there's a line of questioning that they have for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I did not realize all that when I played the first time. I think i have a lot more empathy and compassion for the players than i did before because you know i'm like everybody else all these years screaming at them in the living room like you're so stupid what is wrong with you you know <laughs> so now having the understanding that when you're playing you have one puzzle piece of the 20 puzzle pieces and so you don't see and hear everything that you're seeing and hearing at home you're only seeing your tiny spot right and that that makes me, you know, not take everything at face value, like Debbie freaking out that one week. Okay, something's not, mm, something's off here, we're not seeing something, or, you know. So I, I think more along those lines and how I watch it, I'm, I'm probably realizing there's more to the story all the time.
0: Apparently there was some strategy to that. I read in a different one of her interviews today that she had done that for the purpose of having people come to her when they wanted to vote out Brad. Which she claims worked because she said Ozzy came to her and said, "Hey, we're gonna vote out Brad," and then she was able to, I guess, orchestrate Ozzy's vote out last week. So, mm-hmm. who knows? But yeah, so my glad power it's smarter
2: rankings, than people are giving her credit for. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, she puts on quite a show. <laughs> I know she does. Also, the, it's really easy to edit her to look really cocky. So I think yeah. Um, I mean, the way they show it, we'll talk about her in a minute. We'll get to to Debbie for the five minutes. But I have uh, Sarah one, as I mentioned, Sierra two, just because they keep showing her excelling during challenges and obviously being a key member of the Power Alliance. So I I just have had a feeling, her and Sarah, I keep getting this feeling just with the editing and the production that we're supposed to know they're going to be around for a while. (laughs) And they both seem to be in pretty good shape. And then...
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I put Andrea number three and I made this list a few hours ago and I don't remember why, but <laughs> I I must've felt that she was, I, I know I definitely have read from a, f- uh, a couple, I think I want to say Ozzy and uh, Andrea, the first, or not Andrea, Haley, the first two uh-huh. jury members, they both talked about being impressed by Andrea. And I remember even when Sandra got voted out, I believe Andrea was one of the names that she mentioned of people to watch out for. So I feel like, she has short, sort of been shown to be pretty smart and making moves. And I don't think she was really in control of what happened this week. But just mm-hmm. seeing how people have sort of been impressed by her, it, I feel like she seems like she's in a good spot. And then I put Brad 4 and Troyzan 5 because mm-hmm. I believe he has an idol somewhere, doesn't he? Yeah. And he, he still also... Mm-hmm. uh Won a challenge this week, so if he keeps doing that, I figured I'd give him a little reward, put him in the five slot. So let's <laughs> go to the five minutes on Debbie here. I'll turn the timer mm-hmm. on. Ty, tell me your thoughts about Debbie going home.
1: Well, I, I mean, like we, we've talked about edits before. Um, I <laughs> think she was edited just to seem like a kind of crazy person this season. You know, when she's, going, she's freaking out at Brad about her balancing and the challenge that she asked to balance – and then she freaks out on him on the beach and then she sort of breaks down talking to Cochrane on the boat and like takes his advice for like 10 minutes. But then it just goes back to her being very arrogant and cocky when she's out on the island. And I think um, I, I don't know. She's she's tough to get behind as like playing the game. Well, she pretended to be drunk for laughs, maybe so people would be more comfortable. I think that helped. It, it showed her uh, going and talking to everyone and getting people to vote out ozzy but um i think uh i don't know i i didn't fall in love with her game this season Uh,
0: i I did watch her ponderosa video and i think one of the first things she said was whoever flips will never get my vote so i presume that she won't vote for sarah (laughs) if she makes it to the end but who knows how much Mm -hmm. sitting on ponderosa changes people's minds around Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, what do you think sunday
2: you know, I think after sitting there, I think, you know, you. when you're on the jury, you are supposed to, this doesn't always happen, but you're supposed <laughs> to be, try to look objectively at the players left in the game and pick who actually outwit, outsmart, and outplayed. And that includes you. Outwit you, outplayed you, and out, you know. And so I think a few days at Ponderosa will help her, cool down I feel like a lot of it has to do with the final three's presentation of what they did and how they present it I think there's a way to say to a person I voted you out but I did it because of xyz and I think there's a way to say it to gain their respect instead of push them further away and if she can do that if she ends up in the final three that's even we don't even know but I think it's all in your presentation at final tribal
0: yeah, and I think, I mean, we talked about this a minute ago, but I think Sarah had to make a move right now. And it is interesting that she targeted Debbie. You would think she'd go after Brad and Sierra, but I guess maybe she was just trying to take them by surprise.
2: Yeah, that's what I think. And I think she was being kind of annoying. I mean, it, maybe had Debbie not got got as cocky as she did at Tribal, maybe possibly that isn't who, you know, I don't know if they could have changed it at that point, but I did not think that helped her any.
0: It was funny knowing that Cochran had said, your fatal flaw will be that you're too cocky. (laughs) And then that's basically (laughs) how it was presented to us. Yes,
2: yes. Yeah, maybe they did that because he said that. You know, maybe, who knows, you know, but...
0: Yeah, they can make it look however they want,
2: I guess. It's hard to (laughs) say.
1: I will say one super Mm -hmm. cool thing about Debbie was she single-handedly named the last three episodes... All the titles were like catchphrases <laughs> that she says in the first three minutes. I don't know if that's been done before in Survivor history, but you got to <laughs> give her props for that.
2: Yeah, oh, she's fun to watch.
1: She
0: definitely was entertaining. I, as I felt, I, I was definitely rooting for Sarah last night. Though I felt, like, I mean, me too. <laughs> you fall. It's easy to fall for the production because who knows what's going on, and you know it's really easy to root against the cocky people because I've been getting annoyed by Sierra because they keep showing her. Being like, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. the sheriff in town. And then talking Mm -hmm. to people and being like, man, I really don't like Michaela. And then Michaela will walk up and she'll be like, oh, hey, Michaela. Yeah. (laughs) Stuff like that is annoying. But speaking of those two, while we're talking about the jury, I did want to point out in Debbie's interview with Reality TV World, she said that uh, Sierra is a great human being whom I would love to be true friends with, live closer to. And I'd love to see the girl get handed a million dollars, so. Wow. Watch out for that. Yeah. Any other thoughts Matters on Debbie up. before we move on?
2: Well, that Aubrey Debbie scene was like classic. I, <laughs> I I could watch that scene over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know if Taylor's told you how in love with Aubrey he is, but I watched Taylor's heart melt as soon as she did the (laughs) eye roll thing. Taylor was like, Oh my gosh.
0: I am a noted huge Aubrey fan. I love you. And I was even like compelled to tweet at her after that because it was so
2: funny. Yeah, she is awesome.
0: So let's talk about (laughs) the people who have no chance of winning. Now (laughs) I'm interested. This is what I was mentioning before when I said, let's talk about Ty later because I've had Ty on this list for a long time because I just, <laughs> uh-huh. the way that he looks on the show, it's like he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing strategically most of the time. He happens to have two idols, which will get him far enough, but I just have a really hard time seeing a scenario where he sits in front of the jury and argues why he should win and then a majority of them agree.
2: Yeah. I only put him in that spot because of the two idols.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, he's on my list and I I finally added Michaela to my list this week because it seems like just everyone doesn't like her for whatever reason. I don't it's hard to tell from like what's shown cuz she just seems sort of like she has a bad attitude sometimes, but she's funny and I I'm just interested to know why everyone is so annoyed by her, but I don't remember how things flipped around. Were you on the island with Michaela a lot?
2: I was. I was on Ikabula with Michaela. Okay. On the tribe swap. Michaela has a lot of layers. She has times. She can be really funny. She's a very intense personality. So, like, before we go to a challenge, you basically do not talk to Michaela for like two or three hours before the challenge. (laughs) <laughs> because she's, like, focused and she's just, like, not all about giggles and, you know, all that. She's just a really driven person. I never, I never saw anything about her that made me ever use the word annoying ever. I don't know if, if these, you know, people that are playing with her have the feeling like, hey, we've been here twice. You're this, you know, this is, or two three times. You're only, you know, you only played once. You know, you know how there's that kind of a pecking order thing in life? I don't know mm. if it's something along those lines, if they're threatened because she's young, you know, a young woman. I don't I don't really know because I never found her annoying, but I was with her only at Icabula and I never heard anyone describe her as annoying on our island either.
0: So what did you I mean, think? That's, that's oh. my list. I just have Ty and Michaela. I, I feel like I could see anyone else still pulling this out. It's pretty wide open for me. What do you guys think? Who do you have?
1: Go ahead, Ty. my I, list? I wrote. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. My list, um, I still have Ty there. I know he's got those two idols and that can save him, but he just he kind of looks like a deer in headlights when people ask him questions about strategy. I wanna believe that he is just kind of slow to process and think, but it almost looks more like he's completely lost rather than just slow at processing um what's flipping and what's happening. And he doesn't like to blindside people. He thinks you know that person's going home, so why not tell them? Like they're just going home. You know it doesn't matter, and I don't. I just don't think he has the strategy of it down. So I have Ty. I had Michaela in the past, but I think Michaela, um, her budding friendship with Siri is kind of uh, cementing her in maybe. She could sneak into sort of end game. You know, top five, top three. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, I think maybe. She has a little bit of a chance, and despite what you said earlier, why Andrea? Just I don't feel like she's been shown enough to have a strong case for winning. But that's obviously not right, from what you just uh, were telling us earlier. So, because I'm always right. Yeah, more so than me.
0: I have picked uh, the winner a couple couple of years in a row for the fantasy thing. So
1: Sarah's going to win. You awesome. heard it here first. Okay. So, a uh, so Sunday, who do like you, who do you think has no shot?
2: Well, okay, first of all, I'm gonna say a person that I put on my top five <laughs> because <laughs> there's two different ways to look at it. Like yeah. I don't feel like people are gonna let Sari get to the end and win. I just don't. I don't I think she's too strategic, and I think I don't think people are gonna let her get that far. Andrea, kind of the same thing. She's showing her cards a little bit that she's really playing. She's playing hard. She does good in challenges. Uh, same reason. I guess those two i mean Michaela i might maybe put in that slot also only because again she could go on an immunity run people have seen that she's good they may just not want to take that chance letting her get that far and especially if it seems like people aren't for whatever reason and they're they're saying this about her that leads me to believe she'd have a difficult time winning in the end How- and i think zeke is going to overplay i think he's going to continue to overplay
0: he, I'm interested in that balance, like a lot of times i uh, we saw this happen early on in this season with the other Sierra who got voted out, I think first or second um, first I think there's this constant struggle between it seems like a lot of times people will announce that they're trying to make a move, and then everyone will turn on them <laughs> and decide oh they're strategizing we have to get rid of them because that was the way it was presented in Michaela's first season two uh-huh. where she was like counting rocks and then <laughs> the way the show made it look was oh my god Kayla can do math we have to vote her out
2: <laughs>
0: and, Yeah, uh, yeah. like how do you strike that balance it's such an interesting thing to watch play out on the show I'm sure in real life it's a little more like everybody's playing but
2: well first of all And I think I've said this before. Nobody goes through everything it takes to get on the show to get there and not play. Yeah. Okay. Everyone has a different way. Obviously, they're going to play. Everyone has a different skill set that they bring to the table. Um, But when you start making big moves, you become a target. So it's like I make the big moves, become a target and go or I fly under the radar and make one really big move at the end. And then, you know, it it is hard because if you're with people, then someone's going to say they carried you. But if you don't make any moves, then they say you didn't make any moves. But if you make too big of moves, you're a threat and you have to go. I mean, so much of Survivor is timing and balance. You know how the power continues to shift. So it's like before the merge, you know, you're going to get rid of your weakest link. And then once you get past the merge, now we got to get rid of the biggest threat, you know, and it switches. And as you get further down the road, oh, we need to take people that we can beat and we got to get rid, you know, and it's just a constant... balancing act of timing and big moves versus letting other people take credit for moves or blame some moves are are you getting credit or blame which one do you want depends on who's on the jury and who your allies are that are sitting over there
0: this always makes me think it's a tough the show would be really fun if they just had an entire cast of lawyers just to hear the constant weird arguments that they would do and they would all have these insane like prepared final speeches and it would be these really subtle Uh, (laughs) just logical arguments and stuff but
2: say a lot of it is perception
0: so you
2: could have you know a lot of good moves say hannah you have a lot of good moves but if if you haven't solidified the social side of it where people still like you after those moves or how that you have to read how people are perceiving your moves are they perceiving them like good game moves or are they perceiving them like you're being a jerk and it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. You have to play to what the jury is looking for and their perception of you. So you get to the end and you don't win because people are ticked at you. Well, you didn't do the social part right. Because if you did the social part right, you can make moves against people and they'll still respect you for it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes it's a girl thing too. All
0: right. Well, let's get into our Jeff Probst moment of the week.
2: What? I... No comment back? You just, neither of you said anything. You're both like, <laughs> Quiet. <laughs>
0: Well, I thought it was a good point. I didn't uh, have no, anything to really, add. No, but
2: really, you should say that's a good point, Sunday. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll edit <laughs> didn't it back. You not agree with me. That's, that's a great okay. point,
0: Sunday. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: it's okay. You don't have to agree with me. <laughs> it's okay.
0: But, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all, at least, I think a couple of us are going to have a similar moment this week. It was hard not to feel, I guess, it was it was a heartwarming moment when Sari finished that challenge <laughs> Anyway, and Jeff egging her on was really interesting because there was no reason for him to do that. It was just like a nice thing to do, it seemed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a, a really cool moment. I feel like there's been a lot of cool moments this season. You know, the tribe rallying around Zeke, Sari and Michaela's conversation, Sari mm-hmm. finishing this challenge. Uh, I feel like they've handled it very well. And Jeff, in typical Jeff, I don't know Jeff personally, but I just feel like he knows how to read situations and like figure out what people need either to hear or to do in that time. And maybe he's just because he's done it for so many years of his life. He's just able to rally people around a certain cause or a certain idea. And he does that very well.
2: Mm-hmm. He's really good at what he does. Yeah. I he- was bawling myself. I totally crying. Yeah. Because I could relate to three. I'm an old, you know, if you want to call us older women in this context of the game, we would <laughs> mom with kids, you know, I know you wouldn't, but I can say it because <laughs> it's me. So um, I could totally relate to her. I I never, you know, I never was going to probably win a physical challenge. I'm not a big physical threat, obviously. But I, I still at that felt like I held my own and that um, I was still proud of myself. And I could relate to being in the position where feeling like you literally cannot do something that other people are doing. And the fact that people jumped in to help her, I just it was really cool i thought
0: yeah it was a really interesting moment because it was heartwarming and i was like tearing up and i was like oh man this is so nice but then i was also like wait why is this happening (laughs) why are we doing this (laughs) because it it had like no bearing on the game or the challenge at all it was just like Mm -mm. for for some reason they just decided to do a nice thing and, and the only reason it stood out to me is because it just kept going on and on and on. Yeah. But it was yeah. uh, definitely a nice nice moment.
2: Well, and I think that's something that makes Survivor great, is that you do have these moments that are just human moments besides just the strategy part of the game. And I think those sprinkled in with the game, I think, really may help make the show a success.
0: What's crazy right. is the moments where it overwhelms the game, which... Uh, mm-hmm. We talked a lot about a couple weeks ago with the Z- Varner outing Zeke as transgender thing because that was like yeah. that was so far <laughs> beyond what we're talking about with with just human moments. Mm-hmm. It was like a really yeah. dark and serious moment where the show had to actually stop and grapple with what was happening. And yeah. that that's a whole different conversation. But speaking of social. Issues, I guess. This is a horrible segue. Let's do our let's do our pretentious <laughs> social takeaways for the week.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Ty, what do you got? What do I have for the pretentious social takeaway? Do you I, have one? you know, I I never know exactly how to word this unless there's like something absolutely said, spoken outright because I don't read between lines. So I don't really have a social pretentious social takeaway for this episode. Hmm. You don't have
0: one that's just like I'm better than everyone else or something.
1: <laughs> no, because because now that the season is like about people and not gimmicky change-ups and like those sort of things, like I think all these people are way better than me. So I'm not, I don't feel pretentious at all anymore.
0: <laughs> well, mine is never say anything confident. Because You can only look bad. I I, I don't know how much I want to expand that one to real life because I think people should probably be confident in the real world. But it seems like when you're on Survivor, you should almost never be confident or at least never be Mm -hmm. confident to the camera because they will get you for it every time middle of the episode i think i remember saying oh sierra's doing her famous last words bit right now and then debbie started <laughs> doing her famous last words bit they were just both so confident in their six and i mean we talked when we were watching it too about how every season there's always a group that's like this is the five this is the six we're gonna make it it's not gonna get screwed up at all and then it always does so that's always. my that's my lesson just mm-hmm. stay humble yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, I actually think you can be confident and humble at the same time. It's hard, but you can do it. I think you can be confident and not use your words that make you sound like you're cocky at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. That's me. Okay, so mine is a Bible verse. How about that? Oh, I bet go, you'll know Go for, go it for it. when I say it. Pride comes before the fall. <laughs> <laughs> That's an actual reference in front of me, but it's actually a Bible verse. So basically saying once you get, you know, big in the head and full of pride, you're guaranteed to fall flat on your face. It's actually a Bible verse in some in Proverbs somewhere, but once you get a big head, you could just be guaranteed that pretty soon you're gonna be falling flat on your face or something's gonna happen. The rug's gonna come out from underneath you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I kind of feel like happened.
0: It happens
1: time and again on this show. It always does. It
2: totally does. Yep. So
1: So Sierra, if you're out there listening, listen to Sunday. <laughs> Go it's back a little in time. too
0: late.
1: Yeah, go yeah. back in time and take
0: this advice.
1: So yeah. I mean who, yeah.
0: who's who's next, you guys? Who's gonna who's gonna get voted out next? Because I have no idea.
1: There's too many there's too much shifting and there's too much changing this season. I think everyone's so worried about the title of game changer that everyone wants to constantly make moves and they're trying to do it, they're trying to shuffle up. Like, there, there's there been a few moments, especially post-merge, where I don't know who's working with who, because it shows 12 people talking to each other, and then some are talking across, and some say, well, we got to tell this person we're voting for them, but in a way that doesn't make them mad, or we need to make this person understand they're just a throwaway vote, or this person has to be with us, but they're not really with us. They're number six, in our alliance is six. Next week there's gonna be a change with Brad and Troy Zan coming up and I don't I have no idea. I don't I don't know anymore. I think Zeke could end up going home. They haven't um made him look very safe the last two weeks, but who knows.
2: I have Zeke and Sierra as two options that might be going home. That's what I think.
0: I think as confused as I was, I I threw some points between Brad, Andrea and Zeke. No. Zeke is mm-hmm. really smart. He's knows what's going on, but he is he seems like he falls trapped to the overplaying thing pretty often
2: and let's keep in mind he's been out there for how many days I mean he had like uh two weeks in between, I think right. But mm-hmm. I mean, I just know what I was like after being out there for 35 and getting to come home, how it was like I like I thought I had a tick or something like,
1: oh, my gosh, <laughs> spending 80 out of 95 days out there is probably going to wear and tear on you a little bit.
2: Mm hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, I, I think we glossed
0: over this a minute ago. But I mean, you were out there with Zeke. Like, wh- what was your reaction when all that stuff went down a few weeks ago? Not just on the show, but <laughs> playing out in the media afterward. Well,
2: okay. So watching it was awful. I mean, I was bawling. I was like, because this is my friend. So I was much more emotionally attached to it than I maybe would have been had I not personally had a relationship with Zeke. So that was really difficult. Um, Going forward, you know, I... As much as I felt like it was horrible and terrible, and I felt terrible for Zeke, I, I felt like what was happening to Varner wasn't correct, wasn't right either. Mm-hmm. I thought he was being basically crucified. I think people love to jump onto drama, and then they get all involved, and they have their two cents and their opinion, and everyone needs to hear their opinion, and everyone says, okay, this is my opinion. It's kind of like nobody cares. Just let Zeke. Let, you know, heal. Let Varner heal and live his life, and move okay. on. But for them, it's a big issue. Why is everyone else making it their issue when it's not? It's Zeke and Varner's issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just, I, I was heart wrenching to watch. I felt it was awful. But I will say, I don't know what happened in other homes across America, but it was a really great teaching moment in my home with my kids about mistakes, how you handle them forgiveness, sticking up for people. I mean, there were just so many aspects of that that brought something to tackle Unfor- from an unfortunate situation.
0: Yeah. And we've talked a lot about Sarah in this episode. And I think we talked a couple weeks ago about how her mm-hmm. reaction to it and the way that she handled it felt like it was meant to be a representation of how a lot of the audience should have <laughs> felt, I guess. And I-, mm-hmm. I thought that was all sort of a beautiful moment in the end (laughs) obviously ugly at first but uh Mm -hmm. came out came out all right
2: yep i agree
0: yeah i mean that's all of our segments (laughs) ty did you have some (laughs) questions that you that you that we didn't get to at any point i know you had
1: no, I think we kind of worked. We worked everything in. I mean, I just had some questions about uh, the people you worked with in your season, and now seeing them this season, have do you think they've changed or like their their play style, or do you think it's kind of just tried and true, stick to it? She's shaking gonna... her head for those who. Um. <laughs> no.
2: no. No. I know they can't see me. I'm just. I. I don't feel like they had enough time to process mm. their game and. I think a big part of processing your game is watching yourself do it. Neither mm-hmm. of them obviously got the chance to watch themselves and how people were reacting to them that they didn't see on the island. Cause you know, you're not seeing everyone's in confessionals or hearing them. So you don't know how you're being perceived hundred percent until you actually watch it. So I think mm-hmm. that could be a disadvantage to both of them that they didn't get to watch their season that they went right away back into it so they started in my opinion depleted where everyone else started at full throttle and I don't I just I know for me I don't think I would have had the time to process and change my gameplay I mean at least you know a little bit but I I don't see huge differences in how either of them are playing
0: Other than those two and yourself obviously who do you think would be the I mean I'm assuming you've you're still friends with a lot of the people that you were out there with who who do you think would do best the second time
2: uh I think Jessica I think Brett I think Jay
1: Mm -hmm. Jay was definitely a crowd favorite down here Yep.
2: yep um and I'm not just basing it off of you know favorite i mean just people i think that could <laughs> mentally turn around and do it again you know um, no, those are just of the people you well. liked
0: the most <laughs>
2: well i no, not i mean i i just think people that i feel like would go back out and do well i think a lot of us would i guess i can't say there's a single person i think would do terrible if they went back out just put it that way because hopefully everyone learns yeah and i guess i would hate it if someone said well sunday should never play again because she'd be awful that'd be mean and i'm not mean so i think with time most people with time and seeing yourself i think you have an opportunity to change your mistakes and hopefully realize the ones that you made
0: mm-hmm.
2: at least i feel like i have
0: Yeah. well that's all we got mm-hmm. i think I, I, unless you guys have anything else we didn't touch on from this episode or this season or i don't know anything else that could be on your minds <laughs>
1: No, I think I think we got to everything I had written down for uh, what's been going on. I think we got uh, some wonderful insight into the the mental sort of fortitude it takes to play the game. You know, uh, it's always good to talk to people and hear like who are out there and hear what it's actually like rather than the perspective of my uh, arrogant pretentious takeaways that I have every week when I sit (laughs) here and talk into a little microphone. So (laughs) it makes you feel small.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just, I just think for me, I've just learned to not just be so hard on everybody. Just remember they don't see everything. They haven't seen every confessional. They're not seeing the storyline being put together and there's, so 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 many hours of talking that don't make the air so we're only seeing snippets of conversations
0: except we saw every word from ken last season right that was my understanding
2: well no 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 not even close but maybe some people said that you saw most of his strategy
0: oh okay what you saw was (laughs) what
2: it was it definitely was not everything that he said <laughs> but i didn't say that someone else said that you know ken is a talker so they definitely didn't you know and he's fun to talk to
0: yeah well thanks again for coming back on with us sunday this was a lot of fun i'm glad we could have you jump in during the during the regular week-to-week routine it was a lot of fun
2: yeah yeah thanks for having me i i'll talk about it anytime because my family's sick of me like i said <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're like, yeah, why don't you, you can go back on the island for a little while if you want. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Ty, thanks for coming as always. My right hand. As always. And if you're listening, I know there's been slightly more and more as we've gone on, gotten more consistent and gotten better microphones and learned how to use Skype. And I'm not going to give away all of our secrets, but (laughs) if you (laughs) like it and you keep listening, just go on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it is and hit the subscribe and rate and review and tell your friends and then tweet at your survivor favorites and tell them to come join us so that we can have more friends like Sunday and Michelle. That's all I got.
2: Well, (laughs) thanks you guys.
0: Yeah. Thank you for joining us. This was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah.
0: We'll see how things wrap up. We're ramping up towards the end here. Jury's building. People are working on their cases for the final tribal. So it's going to be a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and we will, uh, check back in with you all next week. Bye. 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 Foxworthy Podcast (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye